Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, Sacrificial Giving, from Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. A verse from the old hymn begins, Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Yet, when we get a little silver or gold, we hold it with all our might. Someone said, when we get all we can, we can all we get. Then we sit on the can. The money God has entrusted you with is not to be hoarded or used selfishly. It is a tool he can use to bless others when we are willing to sacrifice it. Here's Pastor Tim. Number four, sacrificial giving is sizable. It's sizable. I don't mean the bigger the better. That's certainly not what the passage is here. It's not the amount that determines whether or not it's sacrificial. She put in, Luke says, she put in two mites. Uh, Mark uses the term quadrants or lepta as that Greek word that's in there. It's the smallest and least valuable coin that was in circulation at that particular period of time. If we were to try to try to say, what's it worth today? One of those, or, or her two mites, one quadrants, would have been worth one-eighth of a penny. So if you put a penny in the offering plate today, you put in eight times what she put in. And yet her gift was so sizable, so significant, that Jesus made mention of it. You see, we say that it's sizable, we say that it's significant, but it's not measured in dollars and cents. It's measured in sacrifice. It's not how much you have. It's not how much you give. It really comes down to how much you keep. How much you keep. How much did she keep? She didn't keep anything. We, we argue because we think God expects us to live on a mere 90% of what we make. I don't know how he could save, ask for such a thing. And yet there are contemporary examples, some that are right here in this church, of people who have given everything that they have to the Lord. It's sizable, and it matters. That gift, that sacrificial gift, says more about you than it does about the gift itself. I want you to think back with me to Cain and Abel. <clears throat> Do you remember... I believe God had already given them a pattern for giving. I think that God had showed them, showed Adam and Eve, and they showed their children what it meant to go into worship, what it meant to give offering. And so when you open up Genesis chapter number 4 and you see Abel and Cain bringing their offerings to the Lord, you find Abel doing exactly what God had said, what God had showed to Adam, what Adam had passed along to his sons. He brought a lamb, and he sacrificed that lamb before the Lord and gave that as an offering. And the Bible says this, God respected Abel and his offering. 
It's not nearly as much about the offering itself, is it? It's about the man who gives the offering. Millions of sheep. Millions of lambs. Dollars, it's not an issue for the Lord. It's not about dollars and cents. It's not about lambs. It's not about those things, is it? It's about that person. And Abel yielded himself before the Lord and did things according to the Lord's prescription. And God blessed him, and it says God respected him. Cain, on the other hand, brought fruit. Is there anything wrong with fruit? No. We like fruit, right? It could be, a, could be, a, it could be an offering. At least that's what Cain thought. But what Cain is doing is saying, I don't have to trade this fruit for a lamb. I don't, I don't have to bring a lamb. I don't have to bring an animal. Like God has said, I can give him what I want to. And the Bible says God did not respect Cain nor his offering. It's a rejection of the heart of Cain as much as it is rejection of the offering that he gave. When it comes to our sacrificial giving, it's more about you than it is about the Lord. To obey is greater than sacrifice, right? Your obedience, your heart attitude towards your giving is as important as the gift itself. Let's keep going. Number five. Sacrificial giving is spiritual. It's spiritual. If you notice, it says about, the, uh, about those rich that they're putting in their gifts, and, and even this lady, because she's putting it in that same treasury trumpet, if you will, the way that they would put it, their, their bucket, their plate, it says that they put in their offerings for God. Your offerings are not for the bills at church. It's not to pay the preacher. It's not, it's not to take care of those, those, those underlying costs that are, that are involved with that. That's not, that's not what it's for. It's for God. How God's people then use those gifts, that matters and it's important. But I don't come and say, here's my offering, and I'll give it as long as you use it the way I want you to use it. When you give an offering to the Lord, you're giving it. It's out of your hand. it's It's not for me to tie a string to it that I might pull it back. It's not that I hold on to it. So I can determine which way that it might go. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility when that offering plate comes by is to give, and in this case, to give sacrificially as an act of worship to Him. When we give offering, the offering time is as much a part of worship as the singing is. It's as much a part of worship as the preaching is. It's as much a part of worship as the praying is. It's as much a part of worship as the invitation is. 
first they gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. It is for God. Now, you may have taught your children the same way that we taught our children or teach your grandchildren. We would, we would begin at, at, at the very earliest of ages filling out offering envelopes for them and I would put money in there for them until they started making money and then they get to put their own money in there, right? But, but from the very beginning we would say, you're going to give this offering to Jesus, right? That's where it's going. This offering is to Jesus. Now, if you've tried to teach them that, you know what question is going to come at some point, right? How does Jesus get my offering? <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit tougher of a question, right? But it deserves an answer. It does. It says this is for God. It is for Jesus. How does he get it? He gets it when his people are faithful to do with it what he wants done with it, that his work might be accomplished. He may not put his literal scarred hands on that dollar bill, but it is to Jesus, it is to God, and that's the way that it should get used, and the way it should be. is a spiritual way. By the way, your translation may leave out those two words, for God. Boy, that's a shame, because they are vital to that passage. Let me give you one more. This one is a no-brainer. Sacrificial giving is, well, it's sacrificial. <laughs> Duh, that's why they call it that, right? It's sacrificial. What do you see in this passage? One of the things that stands out is, it says, she gave out of her poverty when she had nothing to do or nothing nothing that she had she still was able to give I've probably told you this story I know that I've told it in Sunday school classes and I've told it to individuals before but God taught me a lesson when I was in Memphis about giving that I have never forgotten and I never will forget so I had a pickup truck that was on the verge of dying, and, uh, and, and I needed it. I needed it to get to work. I needed it to get to the church where I served, and, uh, and so I took it to a shop, and they told me it was going to be $127 and some odd cents. Uh, that might not be much to you, but when you have 27 cents in the bank, that's what I had on that Friday, 27 cents, and I thought, what in the world am I going to do? Sunday's coming. Do I write a check for something that I don't even have in the bank yet? I, I mean, I, it'll get there before the, the check cashes. I don't have it in there right now. And I'm going to need some extra money. I mean, I need to get that truck fixed. If I can't go to work, how am I going to get paid in the first place to pay the other bills that I have? You know those thoughts, Right? Everybody's had those. And on that Friday, I just said to the Lord, Lord, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. Everything I have is yours. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You supply every need that I have. 
I don't need a dollar twenty-seven in the bank. Twenty-seven cents, I guess, is fine. At least it's in the black, right? Lord, I'm gonna write this check, and I'm just gonna trust you to take care of it. So that's like Friday morning. Friday, I go to work, and there is—I uh, ran a printing press. That was my job, and and I had this folder where they would they would put my jobs in there that they needed printed for the day. And inside there was a, was a card, like a Hallmark card in an envelope, and it had my name typed on the outside. And on the inside, when I opened up the card, that message was typed and not signed. So I, I still today, I don't know where that came from. And inside the card was $50, and it said, thank you for what you do. And that was it. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. You know, on Saturday, I went to the mail and I got a package from my grandmother. Now, my grandmother would send me care packages fairly often, usually once a month or something like that. It always had cookies and little tea cakes. She made the best. But she never gave me money. I mean, you know, a number of reasons why, but she never did that until that Saturday. There was money in there. On Monday, I got a little bit more. And on Tuesday, I got a little bit more. By the next Friday, I'm not teasing you. I, I told somebody one time, I said, I'm telling you the truth. I ain't preaching. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. God gave me $127 over and beyond any way that I would typically get or receive any kind of money. He knew exactly what I needed, and he provided it to the dollar. And I got my truck fixed. Now, you say, Tim, that's a, that's a great story. Thank you very much. Why are you telling us that? Because God knows where you are. And God knows what you have. And if you be obedient, and you'll do what, what he has called you to do, living by faith and not by sight, he will take care of you. He promises to meet all of your needs according to His riches and glory. So when I get to a, to a story like this, and I say, how could she do such a thing? If two mites is the last of her livelihood, how could she possibly drop that into the offering plate? It's because of 2 Corinthians 8.5. First she gave herself to the Lord, and then she gave to the church. Those who have a hard time giving 10% to the Lord of their, of their income have a hard time giving 10% of themselves to the Lord. But if I'm sold out to Him, I can give Him anything. I could give Him everything. And it still wouldn't feel like enough. That's sacrificial giving. In 2 Samuel chapter 24, the Bible tells a story of, of God instructing King David to construct an altar on a specific plot of land. The land, however, is owned by somebody else. 
And so David goes to this man and says to him, this is what God has told me to do. Let me buy this land from you. And the landowner says, no way. You take that land. You know, number one, you're the king. You can take it if you want to. But really, this is something that's for the Lord, and you've told me what it's for. Take it. Listen to what David says. This is 2 Samuel 24, 24. Then the king said to Ariuna, No, but I will surely buy it from you for a price. Nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God with that which cost me nothing. Don't try to worship on nothing. It never, ever works. But trusting God works every time. Let's pray. Father, I'm so grateful for what you've done in this widow's life. Grateful for what you've done in my life. I'm grateful for what you do in the lives of our people. When they trust you. And we do trust you. We want that to be evident by our service. We want that to be evident in our sacrifice. And Father, we pray that you would simply give us direction and guidance. And we will be obedient. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If that's a commitment that you want to make, I encourage you to, to, to just confirm that with the Lord. In prayer right there where you are, in the altar. If I can pray with you, I will. You ready? Let's stand together. Pastor Tim. Thanks you for joining us here today on Brit David Podcast. And he would like to invite you to check out our past messages here in our podcast library. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.